0: That was a really good squeak. That was a really good first squeak to start this off. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Morning Nomad podcast. If you are new here, I started this podcast, oh, a few months ago-ish. And really, this is just a little passion project. It's something that I like to do on the side and it's a way for me to answer a lot of your questions and dive deeper into different aspects of my life, things that I think about, ways that I live. Um, I like to take questions off of Instagram and dive deeper into them. If you are new around here, uh, The Morning Nomad is, yes, it is on YouTube in video form if you like to sit down and watch people talk And it is also on podcast apps, so if you are you know, going for your morning walk or driving to work or whatever, you can also just tune in on your podcast app wherever you listen to those. If you normally do, just listen to this. All I'm doing is just sitting in my van. Akilah's always on the bed to my right. I'm always drinking coffee and sitting in the little bench area that I made. So, yeah. So I know that If you follow me on Instagram, you had a big, scary update about Akilah being hospitalized for 48 hours, and I'm here doing this podcast to tell that story and to dive into depth about what happened and kind of what we dealt with and how we troubleshooted the whole thing. Uh, Yeah, do you want to say something too? But I also want to just announce a few little things this will take just a moment Um, number one is yes YouTube videos are coming back I will be on my normal schedule very soon the last two weeks of the trailer build up in Wisconsin man they were hectic Um, I was not only trying to help Noah finish up the build and make sure that I got as much content as I could, but I was also trying to fit in a lot of family and friend time because I won't be back there until the fall. And so there was just a lot going on. I didn't have time to edit that time I wanted to spend with, um, you know, with Noah building or with friends and family. And that... Uh, Part of my life, the editing, part of my life just kind of took a back seat. The second thing is that this first podcast back, because I did take a break from the Morning Nomad during the trailer build, um, this was going to be a big update video. I was going to kind of talk a little bit about my experience with the trailer build and then get into some really exciting things coming up this fall and winter and what maybe you have Um, to look forward to if you watch my content because there's some really cool stuff happening and some big decisions that were made and a lot of learning curves, um, coming up here. But that will wait until next week. So keep your eye out for, um, the next episode. It will be just a big update. I do apologize if you can hear Akilah licking. She has two... Uh, shaved arms because she gave us quite the scare this week and this is the story that I'll be telling on today's episode like after the fact in hindsight everything is fine and she's healthy and um, I don't even think she really had any discomfort other than being in the clinic Um, but that's why she's licking I guess that's why I'm saying that because she's she had uh, two catheters well she had one catheter at a time but she had to switch arms so she's got two shaved arms where catheters were inserted she had a bunch of blood work done over the last few days so that licking in the in the audio is Aquila just oh Aquila, girl you gotta stop okay that's enough so here's a story of Akilah being hospitalized for 48 hours. Currently, we are in Indiana. So we're spending time with Chris's family. And a few days ago, early this week, I fed Akilah, left her in the van to hang out for a little bit, we were playing cards. And uh, when I came back, I noticed that my one pound jug of trail mix was completely empty. Now, I for a moment hesitated sharing this story and I hesitated putting it on social media, Um, but also I do share my life and this is a part of life that's super real and scary and um, I know you all care about Aquila so much, but the part that was hard for me Is knowing that if I just had put my trail mix up in my cupboard none of this would have happened and I think that that is just a constant reminder of how goofy our animals can be and how unpredictable um, things can be and how shit happens Um, yeah so you know I'm still very much blaming myself for this and I am grateful that she is 100% okay (laughs) things would be different if she was not, of course. So anyway, this one pound thing of trail mix was gone. And, and so I was thinking that, you know, if she does have a reaction, she'll probably vomit it up. And, um, I know that this chocolate isn't really real chocolate. And often dogs won't even react to it anymore because it's just all fake. It's just mostly sugar. So in my head, I'm like, okay, she's probably going to get sick. I really need to monitor her. So I brought her inside to uh, the room where where I had some of my stuff. I just wanted her closer to us while we were playing cards. And <clears throat> I monitored her and she, she was totally fine. She didn't have an upset stomach at all. And um, that night... At about 4.30 I woke up with just this horrible feeling in my gut. And I am very sensitive to when Aquila is any sort of uncomfortable because of her history with eating things. And if you have been around the channel for a while and listened to some of my question and answers and her story and some of our podcasts, you know that Aquila does have a history with eating, um, like small things that will get stuck in her intestines. She's had a few bowel obstructions. She's just like this very sneaky street sweeper and she'll just like gobble something up. And anyway, so I'm very in tune with her discomfort and I'm often checking her stomach um, for any signs of pain or anything that I can feel or any squishiness, you know. Anyway, being your mom is a full-time job. Do you know that? But I wouldn't change it for anything. Okay. Where was I? Sometimes her cuteness is is so distracting. Okay, so yeah, woke up in the morning at four thirty. This horrible feeling in my gut. The reason that I was talking about her discomfort, I woke up because she was smacking her lips a little bit and turning in a circle to to get more comfortable. um and that actually has been a sign that has been like the telltale sign of bowel obstructions in the past is her being very restless and not really finding a comfortable place to lay down because she's often very stoic with pain other than her smacking her lips and turning in a circle to lay down in a different position there was absolutely no sign of discomfort but in my gut i was just like oh something is wrong like there is something wrong with her i sat up and i'm looking at her and i'm just racking my brain for what she could have eaten what she could have gotten into and i think about the trail mix and i'm like well you know peanuts those are fine she's gonna you know have have an upset stomach probably from all of them and then it clicked that grapes are raisins (laughs) and i just panicked like full panic mode um woke chris up and i was like she just ate a fuck ton of raisins like, my dog's going to die. And, um, of course, I'm Googling that. And I know that grapes are toxic to dogs. And, obviously, now I'm Googling how toxic raisins are to them. And it just had never occurred to me that, like, I it just, those connections didn't happen at the time that she ate the trail mix. And I'm so grateful that they happened, that that connection happened at 4.30 a.m., shortly after she actually ate the trail mix. So, um, I'm... Looking all this stuff up, of course, you know, Google is such a wonderful tool for information and um, planning (laughs) the next step. And it is not a good tool to keep you calm and in the right state of mind. Um, So of course I'm reading about how fast kidney failure can happen and these um, stories of dog owners not knowing that their pet got into raisins and all of a sudden they're, you know, just horrible stories. So I'm panicking and I called a few vets and asked for their advice and it's kind of hard because they can't really give you sound advice Um, and one vet clinic said go ahead and uh, call poison control they will give you some advice and it is a paid service and then you can if you do bring her in which you probably will then you can have that case number from poison control and we can call their vets over at Poison Control and just all work together kind of under the same case number. And I'm like, okay, that, that's cool, whatever. Call Poison Control, give them 100 bucks for them to tell me, you know, raisins are really toxic, you need to bring your dog in, it's too late to induce vomiting, you're gonna need to bring her into the um, ER, you know, as, as quickly as possible. So then Chris jumps on a call with a vet in Indianapolis, They had very high ratings and um, it was also a 24 hour service. So yeah, we hopped in the car at, I think we ended up leaving between 5 and 5.30. I gathered all of our stuff. Chris whipped together some coffee, um, got her in the car. I laid with her in the back for a little bit. Chris drove and, um, it was a long hour and a half to MedVet in Indy, so uh, at this point I don't know where things are at with Aquila and how her kidneys are responding. Did I mention that the main thing with raisins is kidney failure? Yeah, I think I did. So the main, the main um, scary thing is, is kidney failure. And the other scary thing is that nobody really understands why and there's very little that you can predict with it. So depending on different dogs and their sizes or just how they react as individuals to grapes or raisins, nobody really knows. So there are dogs that raisins don't even affect. They show absolutely no symptoms. And there are dogs that will ingest one or two and experience kidney failure. And so at this point she had you know she had ingested them like seven hours prior ish and um... they say that usually it's like between the twenty four depending on the dog size but for Akilah's dog size they they predict that it's about the twenty four hour period where you would actually see symptoms so of course i'm grateful that she gets in there early ish she just moved away from me so she could lick her paw in peace so we get into the vet and um, luckily the team was ready for us and very shortly we had a, a technician come out and took, tried to take a urine sample. She checked vitals and basically that was the information needed to communicate with poison control. I gave them my case number and um, shortly after that the main vet came through and uh, took her in the back and gathered blood work, and that was kind of the very first step of really figuring things out with her. What was really amazing about this is that the vet, they were just so patient with her and so kind with her, and uh, very, very acknowledging and respectful of the fact that Aquila takes a while to trust people, um, but she warmed up to these, to these, vets at the clinic so fast it was amazing they were really really good at their job Uh, so yeah so she got blood work and she came out they they allowed her the reason I said that is because they allowed her to be with me as much as possible so they did her vitals out um, in the waiting area with me they quickly took her back to do blood work and then returned her to me so that she wasn't just waiting in the room Uh, and then it was advised that she needed to be on an IV catheter with high fluids for 24 to 48 hours. And each um, 24 hours, she needed another round of blood work to make sure that her kidneys weren't changing at all on the high fluids. And basically from that point on, it was a waiting game. And for somebody that loves to have control and wants to know things, (laughs) it's just not a good situation for me. Of course, it's really not a good situation for Akilah, but she was like so chill and totally fine with it all. So at that point, I know that Akilah will be in a kennel with an IV catheter and a giant cone on for at least... A full day. Um, I'm super grateful that Chris just kind of took care of logistics right away and he had Kobuk with him too. So he found a hotel that was about six minutes away that allowed dogs, checked us in and that's where we went straight after that. We were both so tired from very little sleep that night and um, I tried my best to take a nap and just wait for wait for whatever they could tell me about Akilah but also a lot of my stress came from knowing that she was probably pretty stressed out and uncomfortable in a clinic and I think the hardest part about all this stuff is that we can't tell them you know we can't be like oh you're gonna you know you're gonna be doing this thing but you're gonna see me tomorrow (laughs) and this is for your health and this is so you you know don't die and it's just so hard that they don't know They're just thrown in these situations I can't even tell her that she shouldn't be eating raisins. Chris and I got to the hotel. Granted, I would have loved to just stay in my van in the parking lot. And pretty much wherever I go, if I need like maintenance on the, um, if I need maintenance on Togo, or if Akila needs has a vet appointment, or if I have to be somewhere for something, I always ask if I can just stay in my van in the parking lot because that's what I prefer. I am not one to stay at hotels and I have nothing against people that take a break from their van and stay in hotels or Airbnbs. For me, the biggest thing is that I absolutely hate shuffling my belongings around. Um, I would much rather just have all of my things in my van and not have to move out and move back in. I would just much rather have that than like the comforts of a hotel or Airbnb but it was 100 degrees and like 70 to 80% humidity. It was extremely uncomfortable here in the Midwest. (laughs) So yeah, so we, I just, hotel, it was a hotel that we were in and it was kind of weird, but also felt really good that we were able to be so close. And we just waited out that day. Um, I did call, they told me no news is good news. we'll give you a call in the morning and I just couldn't handle that. So I called around five and they said that she was, uh, very comfortable and that she did not need any anti-anxiety medication that she was just very attentive and watching everybody. And they, they really fell in love with her, which was, which was of course fun to hear. That night I was of course very restless and really nervous about that first, um, blood work that was to be done while she was on fluids. Akilah was doing fabulous. Um, the only thing was that she had flooded her kennel, so they were, doing walks, um, they were doing walks every six hours, which to me does feel like a long time, especially being on high fluids, and she usually gets outside so much more than that. And they said that they're gonna do walks every four hours now, and that the fluids are really doing their job and flushing out those kidneys and she was peeing a lot and um, that the blood levels came back that second day and they hadn't changed at all, which was a really good sign. Um, that day I was allowed to visit her for about 20 minutes. so me and chris and Kobuck went into this little waiting room little visitation room that they had and akila was able to come in and visit us and she was so happy to see us i was quite smothering um, but she did tolerate it because i do think that that visitation was a little more for me than it was for her Uh, but she looked really great, and I was able then to see her interact with the vet tech that was kind of assigned to her, and she was just loving on Akila so much. And uh, Aquila wanted to play with Kobuck but, you know, of course, she still had her little catheter in her paw, so she couldn't do a whole lot. I mean, it was wrapped up, but there, you know, there's still, it's still a needle in her paw. And, yeah, so that was, that was a really wonderful moment. And also, I was super emotional throughout these few days. Seeing Akila was emotional, saying goodbye to her was so emotional because of course she thought she was coming home with us and she wasn't. And so watching her like face of dread as we walk away and the door closes, oh my gosh, that was hard. But she was in really great hands. I felt a little bit more reassured because during that visit the main vet came in and I did ask her about the fluids and I was like so if she is on this high level of fluids and the raisins do do something and change her kidney levels does that mean that she's just gonna like in no time she's gonna tank it things are just gonna go south will there just be a change in kidney function um, like what is the, the deal with that and she said that most likely the fluids are just really doing their job and flushing out her system and flushing out her kidneys to prevent any sort of kidney change at all and if there was an indication of kidney change if she started having different symptoms and they did more blood work and her kidneys um, were not doing well anymore she said that that would just change the length of time that she's on the fluids they wouldn't necessarily change the treatment and that made me feel a little bit better knowing that they were doing everything that they could for what had happened, and that the only thing that it would change is like the length of time rather than the fact that she would just like plummet. So, yeah. Also, I'm sure some of you are curious about the money side of things. So, uh, they quoted me between $3,000 and $4,000 for the two days and that was also a little bit of buffer room if anything were to happen and they needed to take like extra measures or whatever. So before I ended up leaving her at this clinic, I did give them a down payment of $3,000. <laughs> so yeah, she, I think Akila. <laughs> it's almost like Akila likes to test how much I love her by how much I will spend in vet bills, you know, where she's like, huh, you know, mom hasn't really splurged on me lately. Maybe I should eat a fucking pound of trail mix. See, see how mom really cares. But I did tell them, do whatever it takes, and my dog's life is worth any sort of financial uh, distress, so... You know, Akila had to wear this giant cone because she's a huge dog, <laughs> so she had to wear this giant cone, and she I got a picture of her sleeping with this giant cone on, and the vet tech said that she was being so wonderful and very sweet and that she had been napping for a few hours, and she also sent me a picture of Akila up and alert and said that there was a lot of commotion in the clinic, but Akilah is taking it in stride, and she did call me uh, that evening, just to be like, "Hey, I just want to let you know that Akila is doing so good and she still hasn't needed any anti-anxiety medication. Um, she is has been making friends with everybody here, which is not like Aquila at all. She's been making friends with everybody here and just likes to stand in the front of her kennel and just watch everything going on. Like she just wants to be really involved in whatever's happening, <laughs> which is very much like Aquila. So that night um, I got pretty much no sleep and then got a call super early at 6am. So this was on day 3. Um, oh, they had advised that she stayed for a full 48 hours. I'm not really sure why, um, but yeah, the vet was like, yeah, she should really stay for another 48 just to be sure. And so that's why we're moving on to day 3. And I was like, cool, yeah, make sure those kidneys are in tip top shape. So, day three rolls around and I get a call at 6 a.m. and I'm like not expecting an update until about 9 and so I get a call at 6 and I'm like oh my gosh grab my phone pick it up I'm like hello I think it rang one time and she's like hey just so you know everything is okay <laughs> Akilah had ripped out her catheter and so um, we needed to put in another one and just decided to draw blood early and her levels look amazing. Her kidneys are doing great, and all of her blood work is normal. You can take her home today. She said that they didn't do any um, discharges before eight o'clock, so we did have to wait for about two and a half hours at the hotel. We checked out, went to the vet, and we got Aquila. And it was amazing, and she had a wonderful little reunion with all of us and was very, very happy to be back in the van. She was also extremely tired. She basically went up on the bed and was out in two minutes, barely. Um, At this point, when talking to the vet, she said that it's a really great sign that her kidney levels have not changed and that she was very responsive to the fluids and her body, you know, it did everything that it could. And that now, throughout that that day, I just needed to monitor her for any symptoms, making sure that she was peeing, drinking, eating, staying comfortable, all those things. And that next morning, I needed to drive back to uh, do a final round of blood work to make sure that her kidneys were good off of fluids. So, yesterday, that is exactly what happened. I woke up, Akilah was doing great, she was peeing, I wasn't too worried. Drove back to Indianapolis, they took some more blood and returned her to us and I got a call about 5 minutes later that her um blood work was wonderful and that she should be um totally in the clear now the day that I had gotten Aquila back I had no idea I had no idea how tired I was I thought I was handling things really well to be honest <laughs> and I was It it felt like just having her back, my body was finally able to kind of go back into a normal state, which means that I could feel all of my exhaustion and anxiety. I got her back and then took a nap for, I don't know, one or two hours. Went back to bed around four or five, I think, to take another like quote unquote nap. Slept until eight. Watched Bo Burnham inside on Netflix and then fell back asleep until 8 30 or 9 that next morning. So I had more sleep in that 24 hours than I think I have in the last, I don't know, long time. I haven't slept like that. I was exhausted to say the least. But Aquila fine. Moral of the story don't leave any trail mix anywhere. Um, maybe just don't buy a one pound tub of it. And Um, raisins are super toxic to your dog, so don't let him eat that. Apparently macadamia nuts are too. I ended up putting together a little thank you basket, and Akila wrote a note, a thank you note to her caretakers. I wrote the note, everybody, in case you didn't know that. Just thanking them for how patient and wonderful they were with her, and how how wonderfully they communicated with me throughout the entire thing and how realistic they were, which was hard, but also, you know, really bounced that out with being reassuring as well. So that was the scary little story. You know, I've, I have had a, a good number of things happen on the road. You know, I've had plenty of breakdowns and mechanical issues that I couldn't fix and that I could fix. And um, a few really scary times with Aquila. Some of them that I did share and some that I haven't. And I think that often people are really worried about being in their van when things happen. I'm very, very grateful for this moment, or this circumstance, I should say, that we were, you know, two hours from a big city. I would say I'm generally about, I mean, I'm usually not that far away from a big city if needed. But anyway, you know, I was only two hours, about an hour and a half to two hours away from a big city. Things were in good shape for me to tackle this. And of course, having Chris helped a lot. I do hope, this might sound just kind of counterintuitive, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I do hope that the fear of things happening while you're in the van, doesn't stop you from doing things. Or it doesn't stop you from living this lifestyle or trying a similar lifestyle. Because I think one of the reasons that I am so good at taking things in stride, especially when it's like van stuff, not Aquila stuff. I'm not I'm not so good at taking things in stride when it comes down to Aquila. But <laughs> when it comes down to maintenance or the van breaking down or troubleshooting different aspects of being uncomfortable on the road um it's just having full faith that i can figure it out and i i trust myself to figure this stuff out on my own i kind of always have when traveling and i think that learning how to trust yourself and gaining that confidence where you know that when you have those flares of anxiety or the flares of nerves or those thoughts in your head of like, what the hell am I going to do? How the heck am I going to solve this problem? I need help. Who can I reach towards that? You get into this habit of first reaching into yourself and, and learning how to take that cycle of like anxiety and nerves and then finding a game plan and calming, calming those nerves by having a game plan and taking action. And I just think the more that you do it, the more confident you are in your own skills and trusting yourself to to take care of shit that happens on the road. Because of course this with Aquila, you know, brought up the other times that she's been really sick on the road or the times when we've been in the backcountry um, and she's ingested things that made her loopy. Um, or I remember in Oklahoma, she, She ate some stuff that kinda got her high, happened in Oregon too, happened in Colorado. Like there's been a lot of these different things. Also a lot of that has been human poop. So like please just bury your poop. Dispose of your poop properly please because there are so many dogs that eat human poop and they do not process drugs the same way our human bodies do. So if you're out there doing drugs and you don't bury your shit at least six inches in the ground, dogs amazing innocent lovely dogs walk around eat your poop and get high as heck and you are literally damaging these dogs by not just taking a little bit of effort and burying your poop all right done with that done with that little side tangent i don't even remember what i was saying before that what i was saying is that there have been there have been a lot of different things that have happened with Aquila and with the van and i'm sure that there will be more and that that's just kind of all a part of doing this on the road. It's, I will say it's also just really nice to travel to these different places, like mechanic shops or vets and just have my house right, right there with me. <laughs> I think some people may hate that, but I find it awfully convenient. Alright, I believe that I have blabbered enough at this point. I want to say thank you so much to everybody that sent well wishes and that were so grateful for Aquila's health and the, the clinic. I wasn't posting anything during the time that this was happening. There were a few people that checked in specifically that know me more on a personal level and I obviously told them what was going on, um, but I I wasn't you know, one to grab my phone or camera throughout this. I just needed to really be in the moment and be um very present and here for Aquila even though I was just um panicking in a hotel room basically so I wasn't really there for Aquila but either way I know that Aquila means so much to all of you <laughs> I know that she's you know 90% of the reason many of you watch this channel <laughs> and it means a lot to me and so that is also one of the reasons why I felt it was important to share her her little uh, her little excursion this week. And like I mentioned at the start of this podcast, uh, the morning nomad is back. Usually I do upload podcast episodes every Wednesday morning. Of course, this week was very strange and, um, I didn't want to record or upload anything at all while dealing with this, but I decided that, you know, a podcast episode on Saturday morning is better than none at all. So, um, podcasts will be back Wednesday morning and vlogs are also back every Sunday. There are two more YouTube videos on the trailer build. So the one that you will see coming up tomorrow and then next week will be the final trailer build video. And at the end of it, I do a little tour of, of, um, what we were able to finish in that. If you have any questions or ideas for things you want me to dive deeper into in this podcast, please put anything in the comments. I do take most of my questions from Instagram. People love asking me questions on there and I will often put up question boxes, but I do check these comments as well and I will pull some ideas and some questions from here too. And with that, Akilah and I are going to say goodbye I hope you have a really beautiful morning and we will see you next Wednesday for another episode of The Morning Nomad.